You know, tonight uh, we're just going to kick off uh, this year by just sort of reminding ourselves of who we are, which has really kind of been the whole purpose of the last couple of weeks on Sunday mornings as well. We launch back into our Genesis uh, series uh, next week, picking it up in chapter 12 where we left off in the spring. And, uh, and you know, our whole mantra here uh, for the last year or so since we came up with this line is more people, more like Jesus. And so the more people, that's, a, that's the quantity, and more like Jesus is the quality. And of course, uh, uh, we got to go after people if, we're gonna, if, if people are going to come in, right? We have to talk to people about Jesus Christ, and, uh, and we want those who come to know Jesus to be conformed into the image of Christ. Uh, I, one of my favorite scripture verses on Christian maturity and discipleship, and I like things simple, and so uh, Colossians 1.28 says, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man that we may present every man complete in Christ Jesus. And that's what we're trying to do here, and, uh, and we're just trying to get better at it as we go. Uh, many years ago, I shared a line that a lot of you memorized back in those days, we want to get better at what we do best. And uh, that really is a line that really comes out of uh, 1 Thessalonians, where Paul says to the Thessalonians, he says, you know, consider, he goes, concerning brotherly love, I don't need to even talk to you, because you yourselves are taught by one another to love one another. Uh, and so you could almost put a period there and go on to his next subject. But then his last line is, even so, increase all the more. Increase what? In the very area you're doing well at, loving one another. And that's where I, got, I came up with the line that God wants me to do better at what I do best. So we, we are desiring to constantly be on the increase, uh, spiritually speaking, as individuals, and of course as a, as a church. We have never, ever made it our goal to have a certain number of people coming here. It has never been our goal. Not one time in 19 plus years I've been here, have I ever said, let's try to have 500 by the end of the year, or let's try to have 1,000, or let's try to have, we've never done that, because I just don't find that in scripture. Uh, but we do realize that if we are, if we're obedient to the great commission that Jesus gave us in Matthew chapter 28, uh, then the church as a body should grow, should it not? And so those numbers should increase and hopefully continue to um, uh, not just develop within, but without. We've, as you, most of us know here, we've planted four churches. Our fourth church is into its third year now. And it is our desire, this would be the time, really, if we just go all the way back to the first church we planted, this would be the time that we would be um, really earnest about planting yet another church. And that is our desire. Uh, we ran into a few roadblocks in, try, in that whole developmental process uh, this last year, which is a story in and of itself, and I don't want to get bogged down on it, but just, just know and please be praying that God would raise up, the, raise up the next man who will be our next church planter, because that is our desire to do so. Um, uh, so just, uh, by the way, just a couple things. I'm holding in my hands here a, um, a Christian Standard Bible. Actually, somebody, gents, are you here? Gents Hansen pointed this out to me earlier. I, I, uh, this used to be called the Holman Study Bible, or just the Holman Standard Bible. Anybody have a Holman? 
Okay, it's a good translation. It's a good, it's a, uh, the Southern Baptist has been using it for years, and now, now it's just called the Christian Standard Bible. They've done a few uh, you know, modifications. But uh, Jens pointed this out to me. Here's how the Holman uh, reads in Hebrews, where we were this morning, and in verse 24, let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works. They brought back the, that irritation word. That's pretty good, though. I, 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 uh, I commend them for being true to the original uh, uh, text. So uh, good translation here. Praise the Lord. And uh, so um, just uh, want to just start out tonight just by just uh, reminding us of some of the things we've talked about over, over the last couple of weeks. The very first thing we said last uh, Sunday morning was that, uh, and we, 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 we gave it this title, we are the Church of God at Sailorville. We're not changing our name. Some people thought, well, did you change your name again? No, it just, I know the, the graphic made it look like we were changing our name again, but uh, um, anyway, uh, that's, we, our focus was again that this is God's church, and, uh, uh, and we cited the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and such. And, and, and we also made much about the fact that we are, you know, Sailorville Church. Sailorville is where we're at. This is the epicenter of, uh, of our ministry. And uh, really, um, just in the last several years, have we really been able to make a dent in this particular area. Sailorville Church sat here for many years with hardly anyone from the local area coming to this church. I mean, the immediate area. It was always sort of bent toward Ankeny and still is. Uh, but in recent years, the Lord has allowed us to, to bring and see people come to know Jesus. Some of you, in fact, uh, over the last few years, and we're grateful. Let me just show you a little graphic of where everybody comes from. Uh, that's it. That's everybody in our church. Every one of you that named Sailorville, and they're just lots of them are just piled on top of each other there. And uh, you can see how far out we go. And some of you can immediately uh, figure out where you're at on that map because you're the only one. Uh, uh, and the rest of you are piled in there. Uh, you, you see the epicenter, and, there's, and we're kind of, we are making a, a strong influence in this area. And, but you can see where our impact is right here, okay? And uh, about 50% of our people, and Ankeny is immediately to the north of that star. That's where about 50% of you come from, from the Ankeny area. And that's going to be, as I said a, a week ago, uh, as it is and as it will probably be for, uh, for some time to come. But again, our motto is more people, uh, more like Jesus. And, uh, uh, and so I want to just talk a little bit tonight about our, I want to remind us about our core values and share some stories uh, along the way if I may. Um, first of all, you know, we, our core values are, are, are what we believe and how it goes about, how we go about making more people uh, more like Jesus. And the first one is the gospel, okay? The gospel is, and, and you read it, you can read it here, Jesus rescued me from eternal death, so I will live my life on earth for him. I, I, there's several scriptures that would support this, but my favorite one is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you want to turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I just want to uh, point something else out along the way. Here's what it says in verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us, since we have reached this conclusion, if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. This is what the gospel produces. 
It produces a gratitude that says, you know, Christ died for me. I'm going to live for others in, 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 the process, in, in the course of living for him. And in fact, the very next verse is, uh, is sort of a valley between two great verses, the one I just read and the one that many of you have memorized. If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And sometimes those, I call them valley verses. Those valley verses, again, are the verses that fall, again, sort of down in the shadows of these big mountaintop verses. But I'm telling you, verse 16 being a valley verse is powerful to me. From now on, then, we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him in this way. In other words, every, our, whole, our whole way of thinking has been changed. Uh, we, we use the word repentance. The gospel is Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was risen. I received the gospel when I repent of my sin and place my faith in Jesus, right? And you want to know if somebody has really repented of their sin? Ask, just look at the way they think. Look at the way they look at things. Verse 16 is telling me I look at things differently than I used to. That's what repentance is. Thinking differently about Jesus. Thinking differently about the world. Thinking differently about people. And this is why... Everything we do, we try to have a gospel connection to it. I can't count the number of you who've said, one of the reasons we come here is because we always hear the gospel. And to me, that just seems so elemental. I can't even imagine in my wildest imagination a Bible-believing church that doesn't, doesn't present the gospel on a regular basis. And yet they're out there. Because they, because they see the gospel as a tag-on. Or they see the gospel as, well, I, I got that one checked off. And so now it's just moralistic living and this and that. But the gospel should pervade everything. And we believe that with all of our hearts. Um, at any rate, uh, so throughout this year and on Sunday nights here at Sayreville, uh, and we're going to be looking through these core values here tonight, and we're going to be reminding everyone here of what, how we're going to be presenting these core values uh, differently than we did last year. But you're going to see the gospel as we, we're going to have an entire segment this year where we deal with cultural issues like the LGBTQ community, how we're dealing with them. We're going to deal with that. We're going to be dealing with, we're, gonna, we're actually going to talk politics, hopefully in an off season. Jeez. But of course, most of you know that, I mean, the gospel is, we're serious about the gospel on a daily basis. Uh, uh, I, I uh, was challenged many, many years ago to never look at anyone without looking at them with eternity in view. Doesn't mean I'm going to witness to everybody. It just means I look at them differently. And so, but that sets me up for telling people about Jesus and reminds me to pray for those opportunities. And so, uh, uh, you know, again, this is our, this is our, one of our number one core values is the gospel. So evangelistic Bible studies are going on constantly. You know, we're praying. Our pastors are, are um, now we started just, we, we just started a week ago praying and fasting. And, uh, and, and we're praying for lost people. We're praying for some of you. We're praying for your kids. We're praying for the people that you give to us to pray for, that you're sharing with. And, um, and of course, as I said, we, you, you're, there's not going to be a, a week that goes by 
by the grace of God that anybody who comes here cannot be saved. I mean, just last week, I can tell you, just, I got an email this last week from someone who has only been in our church for a little while, and, and we, we concluded the message, we went down to the communion table, and I just laid out, like I do every time we do communion, what communion stands for, what it's the symbolism of it, the power of the gospel, and two of her kids got saved. We, ha- we expect this to happen. We want this to happen, and it's an outgrowth, of course, uh, from just gospel preaching. Uh, the other, another core value is worship, and worship is uh, God alone rules my world, so I will point to him in everything that I do. Um, so if God rules the world, then I see him working providentially in it. Do you? Uh, would you like a, a stone-cold, slap-in-the-face providential move of God's this morning? Yes, thank you. Gee. It's a tough crowd tonight, Lord. So Tasia, who, uh, who uh, Stuart mentioned, uh, shared her testimony in tears. It was, if you were in the first service, it was very moving, very powerful, as was Dan and Amy's in the second, as was Melissa's in the third. But part of Tasia's testimony was being in a Jehovah Witness church. You can't call it a church. It's not really a church, but it's a cult. And, uh, you know, God, uh, you know, it, through this amazing set of circumstances, saved Tasia, and she, you know, she gave testimony that this morning, and she was baptized. My wife and I stood here uh, today, and, and uh, a woman came up to us with another man, and uh, she was just, she was just dumbstruck. She, this is only the second time she'd ever visited here. And as soon as she was done in that service, she came to the 8 o'clock service so she could make it to the kingdom hall. That's where Jehovah's Witnesses meet. And uh, as it turns out, her entire family, she had trusted Christ, and she was rejected by her entire family. It's an amazing story. I hope it fleshes out sometime. It's a very sad story, but it's, it's a reality. She got saved. She left the kingdom hall, which is what you do when you get saved. And, uh, and uh, so she, uh, but her, right down to her kids, rejected her. I mean, they've alienated her. They've stiff-armed her. And it broke her heart. Of course it broke her heart. But the lack of community, the desire to be back with her kids, led her back to the kingdom hall. And she knew it was wrong, and she even knew this is a false gospel. I can't, I can't keep doing this, and yet I want to be with my kids and so she came to church this morning and heard to see his testimony. Heard the word preached. And she said, I, I can't go back there. And it's going to be hard for her. But what, I mean, how providential. This is what God does. And, and so God, if, if God rules the world, and he does, right? And I'm going to point to him and everything. This was a God thing. It was a total, total God thing. And this is, isn't this what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says? Quote it with me the old way if you know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. He'll make your paths straight. 
because, well, that's what he does when we worship him. And when we worship God, this is a core value. When we worship God means that we, we start our day off doing this. We realize that we are, if we know Jesus as our Savior, and I'm talking mostly to, you know, the core of Sailorville Church here tonight. Uh, then we are the temple of the living God. We are vessels of worship. We're made to worship. And so we get up, we wake up. My wife and I don't get out of bed in the morning without praying with each other. And we don't pray for 20 minutes. She'd fall back asleep. (laughs) Maybe I would, I don't know. But that's how we start. And then, and tonight, just before we came up here, and Paul led in that song, uh, Even So Come, Marilyn nudged me. She goes, that's our song. We love that song. We sing that song a lot. And we do that at the end of our individual time of worship. We, can, we come together. And, and, but that's, don't get a false impression. Worship is just honoring the Lord all the time. You're acknowledging him as often as you can. You're not afraid to pray when you eat out in public. And you're not afraid to say praise the Lord. You're not afraid to acknowledge that he's, he's in charge and all of that. So on Sunday nights, we're going to be, we'll focus in on these things, and the, uh, we'll, we'll talk about, I mean, our music in the morning focuses in on, is, is God-centered, is it not? Uh, we'll be teaching on worship, on God's sovereignty as the, as, uh, the year unfolds itself. Uh, growth is the next thing I want to look at. I want to keep an eye on my time here. And by the way, thank you for honoring the new time frame. Mike, clapping to you. Way to go. Praise the Lord. I know it's a different time, a little bit earlier, but we're hoping to be able to, our, our aim is to get you out in, a, in good time to be able to entertain, be hospitable, have people over, go out with individuals, hang out, do whatever you want to do, or just, you know, whatever. Growth. God gives us, gives me all I need to thrive, so I will develop disciplines for healthy growth. And this gets back to him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man that we may present every man complete in Christ Jesus. Uh, there's that, that, that scripture in Colossians which says, as you receive Christ Jesus, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Because if you have no root, you'll have no shoot and then no fruit. So you gotta be rooted in Jesus Christ, okay? And that's where the growth actually takes place. So we're gonna be dealing with individual growth, how to study the word of God, uh, good, healthy habits. You say, well, haven't we done that before? Yes, we have. We got to keep circling back to these things. Have you ever read the epistles where Paul says, I have to remind you, I got to stir up your memory. Have you ever read that? He says that a number of times in the New Testament, and that's what we're going to do here. And, and the ladies have a Bible study starting up. Or of course, we've got shine going on right now. They're memorizing the word of God. I love it when people memorize scripture. And I, I just want to challenge you it's a very, very simple, uh, how many of you take supplements? Just raise your hand. Be honest, I'm not going to make you tell me what you're taking or anything like that. Okay, take supplements and stuff. I mean, the best supplement you can take for your walk with God is memorizing scripture. It, committing scripture to memory is a, is a brace against sinfulness. It's an opportunity, it just makes you more alert it makes me more alert. It makes me more alert about, I see people differently. I understand. And the more I memorize scripture, the deeper I understand scripture. 
And so I urge you to memorize Scripture. And don't get proud of it. I had somebody say, yeah, I memorized this. I don't, don't tell me how, how much you've memorized. I could care less. Just memorize Scripture and let it sort of flesh out in your life. And I, I'm not a big advocate of memorizing, you know, multiple chapters, but more power to you if you want to memorize whole chapters. My, you know, I'm an advocate of memorizing Scripture that God speaks to you. You know, specific passages, paragraphs, slices, whatever it may be. Commit those things to memory and, and understand them within their context for sure. Because a text out of context is a pretext. <laughs> uh, for sure you want to know what you're memorizing and why it fits into the cog that it's in in the scripture. But memorize scripture. It's a, it's a vital part of your growth. We'll talk about those things throughout the year. And of course... Community. I mean, this is what we, this has been our whole mantra the last couple of weeks is community. That's our community has God adopted me into His family, so I will share life with His uh, children. And so we have all these examples. We've talked about that. I just referred to the last couple of messages and our cell groups. Um, I, I mentioned last week that we have about a thousand people in cell groups. I get the actual numbers like nine hundred and fifty some people or whatever, but. We're closing in 1,000 people. That's with their kids in our church in, in, uh, in cell groups. This is how we do community here. Uh, we're, you're do, we're doing it now, and uh, this is important, the, the, the give and take and, uh, and the encouragement we have with one another at the, and these venues is important, and it's good. It's, it's wonderful, and we love to sing God's praises and hear the word preached, right? But we really, really need one another, and this is where we get to drop our guards, do life together in our cell groups, and many of you are locked and loaded, and God bless you, it all starts this week. Ours starts this Wednesday. How many of you, how many of you are going to be in a cell group this week? Raise your hand. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So just, uh, I rejoice in that. I mean... uh, from a community perspective, uh, we, we've got retreats. We've got men's retreats. We've got a men's retreat coming up here uh, in November. Guys, please get a part. This is another great opportunity to bind together and encourage one another. Uh, and then, of course, as I mentioned just earlier, one of the reasons why we backed up the time on Sunday nights is so that you could have virtually the entire evening uh, uh, to decide on, you know, we're out of here by 6.15 now. And we're, we're going to honor Stu tonight uh, for a while. But otherwise, we'll be out of here at 6.15. Everything shuts down at that time. And you can get with your family. You can get with other families and, and experience community with one another and enjoy each other's company and joy. Let's move on to mission. Mission is Jesus sent me to live on mission, so I will make disciples as I go. So, um, uh, there are just so many examples. Let me, just, let me give you one example. Again, Jesus, I love this, sent me to live on mission so I will make disciples as I go. I like that, as I go. And uh, there are just so many opportunities that occur just in the normal ebb and flow of life. Don't, don't, re, don't think our mission is only when we go somewhere, like Uganda or whatever. And don't think it's only when I'm at church or doing a spiritual thing. We're on mission all the time. Now, I know you know that's the right thing for me to say. But that's the way it should be. And that's the way we ought to pray for opportunities uh, as we go. In fact, um, this morning in the second service, if you were in the second service, you heard the testimonies of Dan and Amy Halfman 
And here they were Methodist do-gooders, thinking they were getting to heaven by just being religious and good. And my wife and I had Bible studies with them. But all that started because a couple of years ago, Dave and Julie Malone, who are right over here, came to faith in Christ. And I can still remember being in their home, my, my wife and I, when they, they trusted Christ as their Savior. They were just on fire for God, excited to see what God's doing in their life. And if you were in the, you know, here's Dan and Amy, they move into the area, and here's this, this pesky, I didn't say pestering, uh, aunt just saying, you need, you need to come to Sailorville Church. And then, you know, God providentially leads them to another gal in our church who came to Christ less than a year ago, leading, uh, uh, you know, running my learning safari. She tells them about Sailorville Church. Next thing you know, they're here. But this, this is just this as-we-go kind of thing. And uh, so that's just... Uh, we just got to keep that in mind. And by the way, there's a lot of examples here on mission that are taking place. We, got, we, do, we do do mission trips. We're going to continue to do that. High school mission trips, vacation Bible school, Good News Club. By the way, uh, the Good News Club is a parachurch ministry. It's not a Sailorville church ministry, but a number of you are involved in it. And uh, I think you got an email the other day. They really need some workers there. We're in several, uh, we're in several elementary locations. One of them's going to have to shut down because we just can't get enough workers. There are several churches in the area that are involved in it. But if you got a 3 o'clock slot and you can serve the Lord and little children, you should let, the, uh, let Jared Leonard know about that. Uh, but one good news is, for the first time, we've got a good news club starting right, in, right here in Ground Zero at Sadell. And that's a wonderful thing, praise the Lord, because we're reaching the little ones in this area, which is a, a big praise. Um, a couple other things. Uh, the next, uh, let's just go to the next slide here, the next uh, core value, generosity. Uh, basically says God owns everything, so I will invest for eternity what he has given to me uh, temporarily. And of course, Jesus said, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, we're Neither moth nor rust corrupts. Thieves don't break through and steal. And um, that's where your treasure needs to be. Because where your treasure is, that's what? That's where your heart is, right? Um, so, uh, you know, we are, you know, when it, on Sunday nights, we're going to be teaching how to intentionally invest, that's a key word here, into the lives of our children. We're going to have a whole family segment again for parenting for uh, couples, uh, preparing our kids as they grow up, how to leave the home. Uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at, we're, we're going to be looking to budget this year significantly on interns. Uh, that's just something, you know, churches our size, most, a lot of them are, are use interns, develop interns, and we're going to be aggressively going at, we're developing a policy for that as we speak right now. Uh, and we want to, because we want to invest in young men, uh, particularly who are gospel-centered and want to be involved in church ministry and church outreach and church planning and, and the whole nine yards. So, and of course, we want to continually be invested in our, in our churches. Uh, as I, I think I mentioned in a message last week that um, the um, couple of our church plants, now we know Lakeside Fellowship is up and going. They're just, they're not far from having that second story of their building completely, and it's all going to be paid for. 
but uh, Living Waters down on the south side is, uh, has just voted to purchase land. We're going to probably be coming back to, our, to you on this when it comes to the harvest offering. Uh, but their people are sacrificing, and they're giving, they've, they've already raised half the monies for, for, the, for property down there where they hope to build a, a church. This is so exciting. This is worth our investment. And I'll say, I said it when we were pouring lots of money into the Sayreville Family Life Center. We're not going to do that at the expense of our, of our church plants, and I still, we still have to remember that. They are a priority to us. And uh, so some other great things are happening in Winterset. We just had an engaged meeting with, uh, with down in Winterset just last week, and Jason Gerwell showed us uh, some property that could become available to them, and it is a wonderful opportunity. And so we'll keep you posted on that and how we might be able to show some, some generosity along the way. Then I want to talk about service. And... Um, uh, Service as Jesus made himself nothing for us, so I will consider the needs of others before my own. You know, Jesus said in Mark chapter 10 that the Son of Man has, didn't come to be served, but to what? But to serve and to give his life a ransom uh, for many. And so we're going to, our Sunday night teaching is going to be dealing with serving as well as a way of life. Uh, of course, we're opening our hearts and our homes, and we're actually going to have a special speaker here this year on, uh, on orphans. Uh, uh, in fact, it's uh, Don Whipple. Some of you may know him from the Bethesda home. And uh, by the way, I've got something I want to read to you. I just This will encourage those of you, because I know there's a lot of you who have been involved in uh, not just uh, but fostering. Uh, uh, I just got this email here the other day. I'll just read an excerpt from this. This is... Here's what this individual writes to me. My wife and I were down at blank at the NICU, and we were meeting a new boy that we will be fostering when he is clear of detox and to get him off his meds. This is not a guy from our church. The nurse we talked to was super awesome, and we, and we talked a ton. She said multiple times how awesome it was that we came to visit this kid and that most foster parents don't do that. We told her that we felt terrible that this boy had been all by himself for the first four days of his precious little life. Again, we just, she just couldn't believe it. After we talked for a while, she said, let me guess, you guys are from Sailorville Church. <laughs> this is an unsolicited email I just got here the other day. We laughed and said, no, we, she mentioned it, no, I'll tell you, we go to Lakeside Fellowship. Which was planted by Sailorville. <laughs> she then said, I can't believe the hearts of Sailorville and you guys. She went on to say that she, had, she has seen so many people through Sailorville down here, and it has been so, and so many kids that have been fostered through Sailorville, and she's just beside herself. And he ends up saying, pretty awesome. That's pretty cool, isn't it? That's really, really cool. Yeah, go ahead and clap. And many of you are serving, and this, uh, and this is just a mer this, this mercy ministry with children is, is really caught fire in our church. I realize that, and I'm thankful uh, for those of you who are involved. But uh, we also, our cell groups don't meet together just to meet together and have good fellowship and eat cheesecake. <laughs> Sheet cake, sorry. We eat cheesecake at our house. But it's for serving. It's not just for interacting, but for serving. We're going to continue to focus 
cell groups serving, not just you know, missionaries, people in the community, one another, the hurting, etc. And so we're going to be looking. And by the way, uh, I just want to remind you of something with the Sailorville Family Life Center over here. It's, it's operating, it's up and running. Uh, the technology, uh, in fact, Stark Raving Solutions, they're the ones who who uh, inputted all the brains and the technology that's now up there. He just, they were here this morning. They, they came to church this morning. And they actually went over to Rise Up and all that, and they loved it. And, uh, but, you know, they're just putting a few fine, you know, just fine-tuning right now. They're all but done. Uh, so that is really fully operational as of right now. And uh, we've got people using it in the week, and it's going to be lots more. And if you're a member of this church, that's yours to use. You just got to go through the right doors to make it happen. But we've said that we want this to be a community opportunity. We want to serve our community. And for the very first time, we can, we can go to Sadell High School and offer to them things like our gymnasium. Now, we're not quite ready to do that. Uh, you might remember that when we opened this thing up at, back in March, we said we want to take about a year to kind of get, our, get ourselves around this. We don't want to get into trouble by making decisions we gotta, we got to back up on. So we're, we're, do, we're, you know, we're doing our due diligence to know what we can do, what we can't do, but our hearts are to make this a community opportunity. I mean, gymnasium space is, goes at a premium, and everybody and their dog wants to use that gymnasium. And, uh, so, and we, we don't want to be selfish about that, but we've got to put the right protocol into play. So be patient with us as we figure that out. But if you're a member, that's your gymnasium. And, uh, and that means you can use it as, uh, again, as you uh, go through the right, you know, order, etc. So, our, 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 so anyway, uh, the last thing I do, I'll show you this last graphic that just, just kind of, you know, that kind of tells how we kind of circle around to become more people, more like Jesus, okay? So, the, 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 some of you are in the attend I'm going to guess most of you have kind of gotten belong beyond that, but if you're like a visitor or you're a recent visitor and you're just coming here out of curiosity, you're still on that attend. You're basically saying, you know, I go, I, go to, I go to Sailorville Church, and that's about as far as it goes, okay? But that's the entry point, okay? And the hope is you go from there to, to belonging, and, uh, uh, and belonging is, is, is when you are, you've, you're in a cell group. When, you, when you're in a cell group, that's a life group. That's, a, that's when you can say, I, 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 I belong here. This is, that's when people start claiming it as my church. Now, we know whose church it is, right? But we understand what you mean when you say that's, a, that's an affection, a term of affection. It's the Lord's church, but you claim it for yourself. When, if you don't go from attending, if all you do is attend, again, where your treasure is what? You know, that's where your heart is at. You can say, well, I give, and that's true. If you give, then you, <laughs> you know, you're, you've got investment in this place, and so there's no question that there's somewhere, you know, this isn't a perfect graphic, okay? There's probably something between attending and belonging. But we really want you to belong. That's why we focus on those cell groups, because that's the way that accountability occurs. And, and you know how it is. You, you start to cherish this place. I, I, you know, uh, she's over. Alice Bear is, is one of our most faithful workers in this church, serving our children. I walked in. Here she was working diligently in the office, and I said, I greeted her. And she turned around. She said, you know, Pastor, she said, I love the summer. I love the, I love, I love the time off we get. 
uh, in the summertime, but today I was just thinking, this is where I belong. What is she telling me? She's invested. She is totally invested in Sailorville Church and into the children of this church. And, of course, that happens when you start serving the Lord. And some of you, really, you just need to start serving the Lord. And, uh, and about, uh, I mean, did, I mean uh, is, is, are the Larsons here? Is Chuck and Donna, are they, are they here tonight? Are they gone? Are they around? Where are they? Oh, and you're saying, you're always back there in the shadows. I can't even have you stand up. Nobody would see you back there. You, you know, uh, Chuck and Donna, uh, and many of you know this, uh, many years ago, they, 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 were, they, were, they were ahead of John Piper who wrote, you know, Don't Waste Your Life. And you remember the famous, the, you know, the famous uh, story he had of the rich person, uh, his goal was to be walking along the beach uh, collecting uh, seashells, a rich Christian, I might add. And Piper envisioned the person standing before God saying, look, Jesus, do you like my seashells? And uh, Chuck and Donna dedicated their lives, saved, uh, saved their monies, and, have, and, and Chuck is going to retire in like 13 days? What is it now, Chuck? 15, 15 days he's going to retire. But he's not going to retire. They're going to leave in January for four months to that tropical place called Togo <laughs> and serve the Lord there. Because that's where their hearts are at, serving Jesus Christ, investing in eternity and for eternity's sake. Don't just be an attender. Be a belonger. And you belong when you jump in to the community. You belong when you jump into serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and that's really, I, I, that's where you're committed. I've really jumped into commitment, haven't I? Because that's, you know, you commit to mission you're saying, I'm, I'm in, I'm all in. You're like, like Alice Bear, like, like, uh, like Chuck and Donna. And many of you as well, I could, I, I'm just, you're totally in. And so I just want to encourage you tonight to, uh, to just look at that graphic and say, where, where am I at on that? Am I in a tender? Do I belong? Am I committed? I know many of you are committed, and I praise the Lord for you. Many of you belong, and I praise the Lord for you. And I encourage you in the belonging territory to, to make your way to that commitment part too, okay? And if you're just attending, I know that's not very many of you probably, but contemplate what we're here for. We're here for the gospel that permeates everything we do, right? So with that in mind, I just want to have a word of prayer, and we'll let you go get your kids. How's that? Soon, not too soon. Is that, is that time right, 6.09? Okay. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be able to come together tonight just to remind us of what we're all about, what we're doing, what our core values are, and some of the things that you're doing in our midst. Thank you for those wonderful testimonies this morning in the baptismal. And, uh, and we pray, Lord, you would give us more fruit. I pray for the people in this room. I, I pray, Lord, for those who are just attenders. Uh, they've just been coming, and there may be people in this room who, who haven't really come to the place in their life where they realize their lostness, their need to repent of their sins and place their faith in Jesus. I pray that they would even tonight. They'd receive the gospel. And I pray for those who are attending but not 
belonging yet. That tonight would be a way of saying, you know, I, I need to belong. I need to be a part of it. I need to go to Group Connect next week. I need to be a part of all this. And I want to thank you, Lord, for those who are committed and they're serving you with all their hearts, with eternity's values in view. Bless them and encourage them and help them to keep doing better at what they do best. And may we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.